Welcome to another episode of Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. This is the place for inspiration and empowerment so that you can overcome shame, guilt, fear, loss, and grief. We are barely scripted, raw, real, and we even have a lot of fun. This is your place to get some tips so that you can begin to disrupt your trauma for good. Let's get started. Hello there and good morning, afternoon, evening, nighttime, whatever time it is when you are listening to this episode. Welcome. Let's talk a little bit today about letting go of anger. Now, all people get angry at times. Although I have known people that I swear never get angry. You know, those people who it just seems as if you cannot ruffle their feathers for anything. It's kind of an admirable quality, isn't it? Now, some of us, I think, are a little more hardwired toward that. Those of us who are a little more feisty, you know, I'm a redhead. I'm Scottish and Irish, and I'm not saying all Scottish and Irish people are angry, so do not quote me and say that. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. But, but some of us tend to be a little more feisty. We react quickly. Uh, my brain works really quickly, and that can be a great thing, and sometimes it's not such a great thing. I mean, I can literally be listening very intently and tracking on a conversation and considering something else in the other side of my brain and listening to a third conversation that's happening in the other part of a room. Wow, sounds like a great quality, doesn't it? Not always. Uh, So, you know, some of us who are more like that, we're quicker, you know, we react quickly and then often we're going, dang it, why did I react like that? So I think that all of us need to consider, need to think about, need to be more mindful of anger. And some anger can be good temporarily. This is the key word you've got to get here, temporarily. Because it is anger when we hear about an injustice, when we see child abuse or animal abuse, all sorts of things that can make us mad. That's terrible. That's awful. I don't like this. But if you don't redirect that anger, if you don't do something with it, do something about it, what is going to happen to you? Mark Twain said, anger is an acid that can do more harm to the vessel in which it is stored, side note, that would be you, than anything on which it is poured. So we've got to do something with that. So sometimes that is fuel for change. It is fuel for somebody to do something important. But I believe that even if you're going to use that anger for good, you've got to change how you approach it. You've got to change how you act and react in the future. Anger can be the catalyst, but it literally cannot be what continues. It can't be the state in which we live because that becomes very dangerous. That becomes that acid in the vessel that Mark Twain talked about. Recently, a few women have told me that anger is an issue that they're dealing with. And I believe that it's a byproduct of something else going on. One of them is she's angry over all sorts of different ways in which her life has turned out. She's really bummed out about expectations, and that's caused her to be angry. She's upset because she has a child in addiction and is still struggling in certain areas, and and that's frustrating, and that makes her angry. 
So I think that often we can have another emotion and it makes us angry. I remember when Jamie was in her addiction and often it was easier for me to be in anger, to feel angry than to feel the other emotions. So I think sometimes anger can even be kind of a defense mechanism, a protection for us. If I stay angry, then I won't have to feel something else. I won't have to feel disappointment. I won't have to feel sadness. I won't have to feel fear. I won't have to feel anxiety and stress. I mean, and who doesn't want to avoid feeling those things? So it's understandable. The problem is that, well, first of all, anger is really bad for your health. But think about just your daily life. If there was no long-term effect, no real super duper negative benefit to your life, long-term, how does it make you feel on a regular basis? Because as we talk about these anger moments that can cause us to act, can cause us to go out and do something good for the world or to make a change in our own lives. Like I said, that anger has to then be turned into something else. If we stay in a state of anger, and this is what happens most often, people just become angry. And it isn't as if you can compartmentalize anger, right? I'm just angry about that and that's it. Not if you stay in anger as a regular way of being. It will transfer into every area of your life. Think about it. I've had periods of my life like this, and I even have moments like this still. It is something I have to work on. That you get cut off in traffic. Somebody does something stupid in traffic, and you get all upset, and you're just so frustrated, and you're mad, and you go into work, and you tell everybody about it, and you're still upset. Well, first of all, this person didn't do it to you personally. They don't even know you. They don't care about you, clearly, because they cut you off in traffic. And really, it's something we should let go of, right? How about a slow checker? Come on, come on, come on, come on. I got to get going. Got to get going. I'm busy. I got to move. And this person's slow. They're not trying to be slow. Somebody makes a comment, you know, even a snide comment. Okay, not cool. And maybe that is somebody that you should say something to. Hey, that's not cool. But that, that can be it then. That's a moment. We've got to be able to let go of it. You know, you have a minor infraction at home. Somebody puts something in the wrong place or, you know, doesn't do something in the timing that you want them to do and you get mad. Somebody told me the other day that she's an older woman and she said, you know, I'm just angry. And she's telling me all these different ways in which she's angry. And she said, my son comes by it honestly. And it was not in a way in which she was saying, you know, I really need to change this. It was almost like, yeah, yeah, that's the way I am. Badge of honor. You know, and that, that's not good. Who wants to be that angry person? Here's another interesting thought. Aristotle said, and this is way back before social media and driving in cars and being in a hurry and checkers in the grocery store and all of this fast-paced life we are in. He said anybody can become angry. That's easy. But to be angry with, think about this. I want you to think about this. Let me start this over because really listen to this intently. I'm going to read it slowly. Anybody can become angry. That's easy. But to be angry with the right person and to the right degree and, to the, and at the right time and for the right purpose and in the right way, 
That is not within everybody's power, and it's not easy. You think? I mean, think about that. If we could be angry with the right person to the right degree, let's just start there, the right person with the right degree, because often we get angry with the wrong person. We're taking it out on somebody else, right? We've all heard that, we've all said it, and we've all done it. We take it out on the wrong person. So that's the first part. And then to the right degree. Okay, was my anger really valid? Was it to the level that it should be? Should I have been that angry with that person? And at the right time? Have you ever had an outburst and thought, you know, I probably should have said something later. This was not great timing. I sure have. And for the right purpose and in the right way. He said, that's not within everybody's power and it's not easy. Isn't that the truth? But that's what we should work on. We should work on becoming less angry, on figuring out what am I really angry about? Now, again, if you're just angry in general and you're mad at people for little things, minor things, then you've got some other issue going on you need to work on so you can stop doing that to people. Now, we're not talking about being offensive and, you know, saying the wrong things. That's a whole different matter. I'm talking about being angry. Let's stay put here on anger. I think that if it's just this one way and this one person in which you're angry, then it, maybe it's something you can sort out with that person. But if you're angry about, it just seems like you're just angry in general. That, again, is probably because of something else, other emotions that you're feeling and you're feeling those emotions because of something else. Now, let's talk about emotions just a minute. Feelings are kind of interesting. They're tricky because I like to say that there are four things, and I started out with three, and then I thought, no, I'm putting feelings in there. There are really only four things that you can control, and you really can control these. What you say, what you do, what you think, and how you feel. Whoa, Valerie, wait a minute. You cannot control how you feel right? You read that story about child abuse and instantly you feel upset. Okay. I, I understand that. We can have momentary feelings. No question. We have feelings that come out of nowhere. All of a sudden I'll be sad over my daughter, Jamie being gone. And I'll think I'm overwhelmingly sad, but here's what I mean by we can control them. We can control how long we stay in that emotional state because we control our thoughts and our actions. So we can say, okay, let me just take this and think about it now. Let me honor the feeling. Okay, I feel this way. I'm going to honor my feeling. Give, let myself feel it. How long am I going to allow myself to feel it though? And then what am I going to do about it? And so that's the thing. When you feel angry, uncover that, right? Let's unpack that anger and say, okay, wait a minute. What is causing me to feel angry? There's something underneath it because anger in itself, what is that? There's something underneath. Once you uncover that and then you allow yourself, okay, here's how I feel about it. Now, what do I want to do or not do about it? How can I let it go? And I'm not talking about letting it go and then letting it simmer. Because I know somebody who says to me, I can't tell you how many times she's told me that, you know, I just don't care about what people think and I just don't care about this situation or that, but brings it up all the time. That tells me that she has not let it go. So I think that we have to, you know, figure out what the deal is. 
Because often when we're angry with a person, let's take that one for a minute. When we're angry with a person, we feel as if, well, they deserve it. You know, I'm going to let them have it and they deserve it. And sometimes people do deserve to, to be told and to be called out. I mean, let's face it. Sometimes people need to be called out. No question. We're talking about holding on to anger, remember? We're not talking about having these moments that can affect change. Like what Buddha said, holding on to anger is like grasping a hot coal with the intent of throwing it at someone else but you're the one who gets burned. Anger hurts you. It hurts me. It hurts the person, the vessel. It hurts the angry person far more than it ever hurts anybody else. Our lives are too precious. They're too valuable and they're too short to live angry. I love this quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson. He said, for every minute you remain angry, you give up 60 seconds of peace of mind. Let me ask you this. How important is peace of mind, especially in this day of 24-hour news channels and social media? I mean, finding any amount of peace and contentment is a struggle like it's never been before. What would you get, do for 60 seconds of peace of mind? When we remain in anger, we're giving up. We're literally, voluntarily giving up a minute of our life. If you decide to be angry for an entire day, you are voluntarily giving up one hour of your precious life. I mean, one day of your precious life. And on and on it goes. Sometimes we're angry for a week, a month, a year. People spend a decade being angry or more. So, you know, there, there, obviously there are, there is a lot more to this and there are a lot of aspects of the nine weapons of hope that I developed that can help with this that I use. I mean, th this is the stuff that I do. This is what I use. This isn't just stuff I talk about. You know, I pick and choose, okay, well this, this part of spiritual armor, you know, this aspect of spiritual armor, um, I'm going to use that. I'm going to use your attitude and I'm going to use specifically this within your attitude. Focus. That would be another good one for anger. You know how sometimes life will just throw something at you so that you can illustrate a point or learn a lesson? Well, so literally just now I looked at my computer and it said recording stopped. No reason, no I've never seen this before. I've never had this happen in all of the however many hundreds of podcasts I've recorded. Never seen it happen. And it happened. And I literally went, dang it. And then I thought, okay, let's not get upset here. <laughs> but I thought that was pretty interesting. And it happened twice, by the way. Not once, but twice. Got the recording going, happened again. But really, is it was it worth my stress? I got it going again. It took less than a minute. Everything's fine. Is it worth the rise in blood pressure? Just the tense muscles. The way it can impact the rest of your day to become angry over something like that, right? Not worth it. But I thought that was pretty interesting. So, I mean, what do you do? I used to definitely have a lot more moments of anger and outbursts of anger. And I'm really actually glad that I'm recording this podcast, even for myself, 
Yes, by the way, when my ears hear these words from my lips, I listen. I don't just say all this stuff for my health. I do it to help, but I also get a lot out of it. I think, wow, yeah, I've got to live this too and take myself to another level. I'm always working on taking myself to a new level. And by the way, when I'm talking about self-improvement, I'm not just, oh my gosh, I'm always in this fervor where I'm just trying to help improve myself every moment in this stressful manner. No. I'm trying to live more peaceful. And, and just be better. Why would you not want to be better? I don't understand people who go, self-improvement, oh, that's crazy stuff. You know, that's for those other people. Why in the world would anybody not want to improve themselves? I mean, why would we be given the ability to become more, to become a better version of ourselves, the best version of ourselves we can be, and not, and not do it? That seems crazy to me. Anyway, so what do I do? I use the nine weapons of hope. I mean, I, I really do. I use my own materials. Obviously, I learn all the time from other people. We should be. And I can take what I learn into my own practice with my nine weapons of hope. But for anger, for instance, I could think right off the top of my head, I could use all nine of them. No question. But right off the top of my head, I would call in spiritual armor because that's where peace comes from. And one of my aspects of the nine weapon of hope called your spiritual armor is about peace. And then patience. And I think the two of them are closely aligned. I think sometimes in those little moments where we get mad in, in traffic or in line at a store, it has to do with patience. So I would call those two in patience and peace. And then attitude, because it's always about our thoughts, right? We talk, I talked about that earlier, that our thoughts can even have a huge impact and take control over our feelings. Meaning, remember, allow your feelings, let, let, let yourself feel but for how long, right? At some point, you've got to let your thoughts take over and say, okay, let's sort this out. I don't want to stay in this constant state of whatever this feeling is. So definitely attitude. And then focus. Your focus is one of my nine weapons of hope because we can get so focused on the wrong thing that we can head down, down a road. Like let's say, for instance, I get focused on something minor like this audio recording problem I had. And next thing you know, I'm going, oh gosh, now what's going to happen? Every time I record, is there something wrong with this particular computer? Wait a minute. Okay, should I switch microphones? You know, now every time, you know, and then I start thinking about all my other technology problems because I swear to you, I'm a, a fairly tech savvy person, but I've had tech issues. I, this is the beast after me, I swear. I've had tech issues that even I had Facebook. What was another? Um, I can't remember what was the other one was. One of these big tech companies talking to their support and going, they're going, we've never seen this before. We don't understand it. I had a webinar company tell me that. Uh, I don't know. But anyway, my point is that I could get focused on that and go, you know, always happens to me. Technology problems are just always a problem for me. And then next time I go to do a recording, video, audio, whatever, I'm going to be stressed about it, right? I'm going to carry those feelings with me. So, You've got to figure out how to stop being so angry. And the first thing is, of course, to be aware of it. You've got to be aware that you're doing this. Because I know that when you feel angry, it doesn't feel good. So just remember, 
Anger is an acid that can do more harm to the vessel in which it is stored than to anything on which it is poured. Don't waste another 60 seconds of your life being in anger unless it's that spark for change. Certainly do not waste an entire day. You only get 365 of them in a year. I know that sounds like a lot, but the older you get, it's not a lot. Every night when I do my nighttime routine to floss my teeth and, and do my face and all the stuff I do at night, I think, how am I here again standing in the bathroom when it seems like I was just here? I mean, it, it doesn't even seem like 24 hours. Your time is too precious to live in anger. Let go of that anger. Link arms with me. Go to ValerieSilvera.com. I can't wait to unveil our most recent iteration of Nine Weapons of Hope and Warriors in Hope because we've all got to stand together. Life's tough, but it's a lot easier when we stand together. It's easier when we have tools and resources and things we can do, tangible things we can do. It's one thing to hear about something, and it's quite another to put it into practice. Have the courage to let go of anger because your story matters. It matters more than you can imagine. It matters. So start living it courageously. Thanks again for being here. It is time for you to use your story to disrupt your trauma for good. Your story matters. So you've got to learn how to live it courageously. Link arms with me at ValerieSilvera.com. We are in this thing called life together.